You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Every week or so, we get a movie that's just like, uh, you know, I see the effort went into making it, but I really don't see the effort to making me give a shit, to make me care about it. You know, you get a movie where it's like, well, I feel like the themes are there. They're not well thought out. But again, you're dealing with a movie that may not have developed the characters in a way to where you, again, give a shit or where the stakes really aren't that clear because we're going to we're going to Tarantino it up a bit and just jump back and forth through time because, you know, in film, that's super easy to do, you know, without any thought. I feel like that's what kind of movie we got this week called The Friendship Game. This horror movie about four friends that really just a a hard open into the premise, right? Like, did anybody feel like they were just thrown out of a van into the beginning of the movie? Yeah, Yeah, it was like, action, go, there. (laughs) Uh, I felt like I almost didn't want to be friends with anyone on this site after being assigned this movie. (laughs) And... This okay. I was gonna get it out of the way. This movie fucking sucks. I just did not like it. Uh, and here's the thing: interesting idea. You get the, the you have these four group of friends: Zeus, uh, Cotton, Robbie, and Courtney, who find this Hellraiser's cousins luminary. You, you know what it is? I don't know. For the people that have kids in the audience, like it's the play school thing where you put all the shapes in when you're a toddler and then you pull it apart and all the pieces come back out and you can do it over and over again. It's that thing, but painted black. It does look like that. It literally is that. But, yeah, but basically they just put their uh hands on and be like, oh, what's your greatest desire? And if they can be 
friends throughout their desires, they can remain for I don't fuck. It's such a loose premise. This movie did not think itself or again, it's an interesting idea. And I will admit, I kind of dug how media res like confusing and out of time deferred act was, but it would have been better if there was some context to it. Well, the, there's this other element of it that seems sort of weird because the implication is this thing is magic, right? Like it's, it's, it's a thing you find at a garage sale that ends up being like a monkey's paw. Or it could be like a temporal space object. Right. But that, that's just it because there, (laughs) there's like these weird ass technological elements that show up later with the, the, the images of creepy little kid. Right. And and then how some of that stuff that happens in it is represented with that glitching effect. So I'm like, so now it's just like a what a key to the matrix or like the the thing with this is I can you tell me anything about any of these kids that they didn't just verbally? I tell can tell you, you that they that had they didn't one, announce. They two look so similar that they had to color each other's hair to make them stand out. Uh, yeah. And and one of them had the most horrendous haircut. And I say this as someone well, who, who 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 rocks the undercut, yeah. but this motherfucker thought, I'll just mushroom it. I thought he came from a Charlottesville rally, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> oh, God. I, I, like... I want to know what red hat he has. That's what his rationale was like as well. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was totally an incel. What's your deepest desire? I want to be better at sex. I just don't want to be replaced, right, guys? Yeah. What do you actually... Oh, yeah. Was there any element of their personality that wasn't something told to you verbally? Like, can you tell me anything else about them? Uh, two of them had colorful hair. That's all I got. Right. And then the other one wasn't a white girl. Yeah. And then he, you had the he, guy. He, so he... So, like... Here's here was my after I watched it, my like first pitch at an idea to fix this. The intro, because it's so abrupt, they could have like refilmed something with like four kids that sort of look like the actors, put them in a situation where they're young and they all kind of come together to help each other. And then, you know, throughout that adversity, you figure out who's the smart ass and who's this person, who's that person. So by the time we get to them talking to the crazy old lady at the pond. Uh, swap, you know, at least we have some sort of vested interest in any of these characters. I would like to say the one character I did find interesting was pretty much the only actor I recognized in this movie, which is Peyton Liss, who plays the lead of Susan or Zeus, as you know, she goes by with her friends because her greatest desire there. It's their last summer together. They're all going to go off and splinter in different directions, but she has clear abandonment issues from her dad so her desire is to like stay friends forever just never leave each other like that could be like if if we just focused on that and how like her abandonment issues start to affect all of them horribly that could be an intriguing psychological horror uh, you know, interesting idea of a film. Well, we don't get that. No, we just get a look into, oh, all four of these are assholes. And honestly, this is the one time <laughs> I'll say you, I would have preferred playing Monopoly over this game. <laughs> yes, nine hours of my life sucked away 
learning even more how capitalism is horrible would have been preferable. But, you know, there's that element in horror movies, particularly slasher movies, where you have a group of friends, friends, and they're all together and you're like, why the hell are these people friends? They all they're all completely different and they all hate each other. That's what this group was. And I would have liked something to have chased them around and tried to kill them because that would have been more interesting than listening to each of them whine. As a 50-year-old man, <laughs> it's hard for me to appreciate the fear of losing my high school friends <laughs> as being yeah, sure. a driving force in my life. I know that at like 18, you know, before your prefrontal cortex is completely formed, that seems like the end of the world. But it's not. <laughs> no, there's nothing charming about them. And I thought this started out as kind of one of those, ooh, this is deep and thinky. Like when you're a senior in high school, you start to realize, oh, that's right. I latched onto a click because I didn't want to be the loner that everyone tortures. And I don't even like the click I'm with. I just didn't want to be, you know, that kid. That could have been interesting to follow. But no, these right. are just a bunch of uninteresting yeah, assholes and honestly this movie was unpleasant to watch even at even at 87 minutes i was yeah. just like when is this going to be over it drags so many horror films wishmaster comes to mind where your deepest desires end up killing you and it's in a cool way but their deepest desires are like I kind of want a sandwich. I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. Now that's not a spoiler. That's just me giving an example of really, that's what you want most in life. In fairness, <laughs> sometimes you just really need a sandwich. Really need a sandwich. Monte Cristo right now. <laughs> and it better not have dry bread. That's a Simpsons joke. Turkey's a little dry. So was the Simpsons <laughs> joke. So yeah. we can tear this movie apart all day. Like, I don't think it's as bad as Spirit Halloween, the movie that I had to, you know, force myself at gunpoint to watch. Oh, trust me. Given given a choice between this and Day Slash Them, I'll choose this. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's definitely worse out there. But that being said, we obviously don't like this one. But let's let's all go around the table and talk about what we did like about the movie. Bradley. Uh, good, very good um, to pick me first. I appreciate that. <laughs> I actually liked the uh, gooeyness and the abruptness. Maybe abruptness isn't the right word. I like the violence. The violence is neat. Um, I thought the acting that some of these characters had to sell for, oh my gosh, violence is happening, happening against me. That sucks. Was very pretty good. There's one particular... Uh, act of violence that for me at least and i don't watch a lot of slashers because i think it was trying to imitate giallo because they were watching a giallo movie right while the violence was actually happening but that's what was odd to me too everything just kind of went halfway like i don't think this violence would disturb anyone i don't want anyone to watch out and be like brad is such a wimp this is such a basic stabbing or anything like that but it seemed to go halfway like we got the flashes of red to be like oh yeah like a jello film but no green where's the green at oh no no i'm not trying to be negative again though uh the violence i'll say the violence i really believed a lot of these characters when they were dying were actually dying and i think that's a hard sell and kind of a dull script so now that Bradley mentioned it, yeah, this, yeah, it was having Giallo film influences. But at that point, I was thinking, 
God, I wish Dario Argento would come in and show these fuckers what they're doing, how to do this shit. Okay, like I said, uh, Zeus uh, had an interesting arc. I feel like her abandonment issues, like, affecting her friends, like, in horrible ways because she still can't get over her shit about her alcoholic dad just up and leaving her and her mom could be interesting. I actually did like the nugget of the idea. And yeah, like I said, the third act was actually very interesting, like Bradley said, because of the violence, because of how sudden and abrupt it is. I did like how trippy, how mindscape with the digital glitches and such it were. I just wish the first two acts had hinted at something like this a little better, like if it were more consistent or, you know good it would have i i would have been a little nicer to this movie uh it's a great idea it honestly is but it's just a shit execution and uh yeah i again peyton list is probably the only good thing i have to say about this movie uh is that her her character arc was actually pretty strong all right Luane. Best, best um, thing that just kind of like made your nips pop up about this movie. There's a scene, well, several scenes because they keep returning to it at a party that I think is well shot and well lit and feels like a gross teenage party in the middle of some abandoned piece of garbage somewhere. So that was good. The actors, particularly when getting killed, do perform well. Um, I don't know. Like some of the weaknesses I see in their acting may not be their acting. It may just be the material they're working with because there are other moments where, yeah, man, I believe that you just realized how betrayed you were by this other person, but now they've stabbed you with a knife. So that's kind of a bummer for you. Um, I'll, I, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat because you guys gave all really great answers, and I think those are probably the only good things about this movie. But I'm going to cheat and say my favorite thing about this movie is that the director is named Scooter Corkle. <laughs> okay, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's a cool name. That's yeah. the best name to come out of Vancouver, I think. Yeah, I think I heard his mixtape on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Scoots! Those kind of rolled into final thoughts a little bit, only, but we kind of like talk about the good things. We can totally thrash it up now. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the floor and I'm gonna give some final words on this movie. Um, it's not great. Uh, it's just I don't I don't know. Jordan Jordan, I feel is more offended about this than I am, but it's definitely not good. I think just some better writing on the character's part and a better understanding of what the world is. Like you can throw a crazy concept at me, but you got to build the world a little bit for me to understand what the hell's going on. And I just felt like we were neglected as an audience. I guess that's my overall main, because again, this, this could have been all right. I wasn't, I don't expect much from a movie. You know, I'm I'm not going to expect everything to be great. Otherwise I'm going to be super disappointed, but this had a decent concept that just fell flat. I feel like from the beginning and yeah, maybe the third act felt better with the jumps in time. I do agree with that, but the way it was set up is just very clunky in the beginning. 
So I'm I'm going straight down the middle. I'm going to go five out of ten. Just dumb baby square pentagon circle shape play toy orb things. I, I will say the orb is cool. Like it looks pretty fucking boss and wouldn't yeah. look out of place in a Hellraiser movie. But again, this is like the torture device from Hellraiser's less successful. Heck razor. Heck razor. No, it's it's that fucking cousin from She-Hulk. Yeah, this movie had an interesting premise, but it goes up its own ass. It's, and I will say, especially because I hate the ending. I hate that last shot. And I'm not going to spoil it, even though I would just be like, yeah, here's why you should avoid this movie, but I won't. But I did mention my least favorite movie of this year so far. Well, I'll just go ahead and spoil it. It will be my least favorite movie, Day Slash Them. But that offended me and pissed me off on a more personal level. Whereas this just pissed me off as a filmmaker, a critic, and someone who is all in for new ideas in horror. I just, it's not worse than they slash them. Although the fact that this, the, the fact that both of them uh, center around uh, teenagers and their insecure bullshit is just like, I'm sensing a theme with uh, what's going to be my favorite and least favorite movies of this year. Uh, yeah, I really got nothing. It's a shit movie with an interesting idea. So I'm going to give it two out of ten friend requests that I sent because I thought they were cool with, you know, because of my other friends. But once I got to talk to them, IRL, yeah, I hate them and canceled it. <laughs> I I don't know who I could recommend this to. Like anybody who has any history with horror is not going to appreciate this film. And I'm sure not going to recommend it as an intro to horror for somebody because I don't want them to think this is what horror really is like. Um it I don't think it works in most I've been like, we worked to try and come up with some good things to say because we don't want to be those assholes who just complain about how terrible a movie is. But the spindly thing reminds me of this weird ass artifact in the Wolfenstein video games called a spindly torque. That is this giant device that you basically can tear an entire bridge down with. And the first time I saw that thing move, that's all I could think of, which then meant, man, I just. I spent most of the movie going, I just want to go play some Wolfenstein or something. I don't really want to finish this movie. So um, I guess this is 1.5 out of five replays of Wolfenstein. It's kind of just a very weak premise. Like we've all been kids, teenagers, and even young adults. We know how friendship games work. When she's saying, you buy the friendship game, you touch the orb, and you say your deepest, darkest desires. And if you survive, so does your friendship. Like, stop. You don't need a prop for this game, one. And two, friendship games are about gossip and rumors. This had zero of that. There's a character, Cotton, that disappears early on because something she saw. 
And for 87 minutes, I just kept pondering why was this bad to see? Why did this upset her? I don't believe for a second anyone with the rational mind would like the character Rob. So why was she so upset? And we never find out. So that's uh, that's so empty. Everything is just halfway and empty. It wasn't Wolfenstein, but I recently got addicted to Marvel Snap. And I'm like, you know, a Heimdall, Iron Fist, Johnny Storm, and Vulture, of all things, card movement combo between turns four and five would generate like 20 points in two areas. And... I don't have my phone out because I don't do that when I watch movies. But why am I thinking about this now? You know, like do something. Just do something. And I really like Peyton List because I'm a huge Cobra Kai fan. Big Cobra Kai fan. I'm on most of those reviews as well. So it was just kind of a bummer that she wandered aimlessly through this being like, I guess my dad left me. I'm sad about that. I can't show you that I'm sad about that because the script demands that I tell you. So that's. But, you know, I I had a good laugh about it later, and I thought, ooh, that's a violent kill, one in particular. Um, so I'm going to go with three out of ten last summer bummers. All right. I, I'm going to echo Bradley uh, for a moment and be like, yeah, I would have rather been playing Marvel Snap. Like me and this girl I'm seeing, <laughs> we are both highly addicted to it. And I also agree with what Luane said, but like – yeah, this movie would have been way more interesting. It was just a bunch of teenagers killing Nazis. It would have been something. <laughs> it would have would have been yeah. anything. Also, uh, look, teenagers already have a game with an object they put around uh, in the center of them. It's called Spin the Bottle, and it leads to much more drama than this movie ever created. And herpes. Well, yeah, that that too. 